What's, What's up, up everybody? everybody? Welcome to another episode of Truezilla. We finally had the chance to sit down with Steve, our friend over at Slow News Day. But first, but first, we just want to give a quick shout out to all the places you can support the show. So the first one would be over at our website, truezilla.org forward slash donate. We have value for value donation options there. Um, if you want a nice Truezilla t-shirt, sweatshirt, truezilla.org forward slash shirts. Well, that yes. sure is a nice shirt you're wearing there, Scott. It's very appropriate for this episode. It's uh, ever wondered if you would have complied in 1930s Germany? Now you know. So now you know, folks. And thank now you, you know. Cheney, for this wonderful yes, design shout t-shirt. Shout out to Cheney. Yes, yes, yes. Always so, shout out to Cheney. Also, uh, Truth TRS. Truth TRS is a heavy metal detox spray. It's an awesome product. It works wonders. Like my brain fog is gone. I just am sharp, sharp, sharp all the time. And yeah. I'm feeling good, feeling good. So you go to truthtrs.com to learn more. Uh, friends of the show, they have an I awesome. I some more. He's got to order some more. I'm almost out. Um, yep, 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 yep. Uh, I get three bottles that come automatically. Yep, every she's month. on the auto ship. Okay. But anyway, you guys. So, but uh, rad. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So Instagram, uh, they've got a great Instagram page at TruthTRS. And if you have any yes. questions, reach out. Uh, also, got to give a big shout out to our friend Cody. 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 Yeah. So uh, Cody's Crystals at C O D Y S underscore Crystals on Instagram. He's got the coolest little shop with all the gems, crystals you could ever want. Um, holidays are coming up, folks. Stock up on your crystals. So check out Cody's Crystals. Give him a follow. Tell him Truthzilla sent you. And uh, yeah, go check out his live streams. It's awesome. Also want to give a big shout out to Audis. 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 ModernRetroRadio.com. It's got the uh, classic artists new new songs by classic artists yes. you know what i mean so yeah give a shout out to audience over at uh, modernretroradio.com uh let's see i have to say hi to pedro pedro yes. pedro if you have not seen that episode yes please go and listen go and watch that was really really phenomenal one of my favorite episodes few, of all time yeah, for a few sure. weeks ago yeah, yeah plus definitely. if you want to know what's going on in australia like yeah. you'll get the real low down there yep. as well absolutely yes hello yep. pedro hi, hello pedro. pedro um yeah so ed take it away and please like, share, and subscribe. We are not beating the algorithms by our content. We need you to help us. Yep. So give us a five-star review on iTunes. Share the show with your friends. Tell your mom about it. Um, yeah. And uh, just uh, tell, yeah. your tell your mom. Tell your mom about it. Yeah. Yes. Give us, give us, you know, give us a follow over on Shout Instagram. out to the moms. Yeah, all the moms Shout out, out there. The so we're at, at Truthzilla and at Truthzilla2 on Instagram. We're always posting super awesome stuff on there. And then Telegram, t.me forward slash TruthzillaPod. It's popping over there in the truth in the Truthzilla uh, Telegram, and then okay, I gotta just take one second to just yeah. for like current news of the week. I have to give myself just a little bit of props. Cool, like when uh, when Facebook and everything went down. Oh yeah, I didn't even know until Scott told me, and I had to clarify. Yes. I'm like, good job, like man. that's that's how uh, how invested I am into the good job. No, that's okay, good. Okay, I'm not gonna lie, I didn't know it was happening, but only because. I was sleeping that afternoon. Good, 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 I slept good. through the entire Facebook outage of 2021. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was just pissed that we couldn't send Clown Town articles that day. I was like trying to send Clown Town articles. I, was like, well, yeah, I woke I up from my nap it. and then I had that message in like my Discord or te- whatever yeah. it was that you sent. And oh, I was yeah. like, well, and Signal. then I saw, and then yeah, I was, yeah. okay, yeah. that's what it was. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. One of those. All right. Anyway, you guys. Anyways. All right. Enjoy the show. Bam. Boom. What's up, everybody? So we got an awesome episode for you here where we talk to Steve from Slow News Day. Um, he's got this new show that he's premiering called Memory Hold, where the idea is, is that he is uh, you know, t- bringing on guests to talk about things that have been placed in the memory hole, right? And so he reached out to us, and we'd already had this 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 uh, conversation arranged, and then 
we were chatting yesterday. And he's like, God, can you think of any any ideas that we could talk about for the memory hole type format? And Ed had the great idea. Why don't we talk about the ten stages ten stages of genocide? So there you go. So Perfect, we get into Ed. it here. Those of you that haven't that are kind of new to the show, we put out a little mini documentary back in like what January, February, something like that. Um, so if you scroll back, you can see um, that episode. Which I, again, I always it's like pinned to, point to the top out. on our Facebook. Yeah, it's pinned to the top on and, and on, on our Twitter as well, and, on, and pinned to the top on Twitter. You know, we're particularly proud of it. it turned out really well. Yeah, I think it's great. Really well. It's kind of aged a little bit weird because it was all yeah. Anyway, you'll you'll see. But anyway, guys, one of the things I love to point out about this particular show because um, we do talk about censorship in the actual episode. This episode was actually taken off of Rumble. So we, we, we put our episodes on various different platforms, Rumble being one of them. We don't talk a whole lot about it, but you can find us over on Rumble, BitChute, Odyssey, Float.app. Um, but it did get taken which off. Which episode of, got taken down? The, the, the 10, 10 stages, stages of genocide. genocide got censored off of Rumble, which Rumble is but supposed to be not like. Facebook, or but not, but yeah, but that's the, that's, that's the ironic thing is that it's still on YouTube, but it got taken off of Rumble. So we contested it and we're like, uh, what? They said it was too violent. It was too violent, is what they said. And so I was, no, I, there's, okay. I wrote them back, and I was like, "You do realize that it's still on YouTube, right? So you guys are like even more egregious in your censorship than YouTube, even. Like, is that really who you want to be, Rumble?" And they're like, "I'm sorry, it goes against our standards." I'm like, "All right, motherfucker, see ya." So there what you go. What they mean is it's it's too close to the narrative, and they don't. Uh, I don't know, but it's super weird. So, anyways, that's just a fun fact, a little fun piece of trivia for you guys. But anyway, um, you know, we've been kind of going back and forth with Steve for a long time about trying to get together and coordinating to do a show, and we finally made it happen. So we're super stoked. I think it was an awesome conversation. Yeah. And uh, make sure you guys go follow his new show called Memory Hold. I know that this episode he's going to put it out on premium on his end until his normal release date, which is kind enough kind enough to let us release it on a regular scheduled day. So thank you, Steve, so much, man. Really appreciate that. But you guys, go check out Slow News Day, okay? Rockfin.com. Um, they're they're just cranking, dude. That he's Steve's yeah, just like yeah. you know. If you guys aren't he's, familiar, he's very active. Find him on Instagram uh, too. Yes, yes, yes. In his communities. I mean, he's yeah. he's he's going across across the country. Yeah, doing activism. Yep, yep. So, he's um, he's he's doing it for reals, man. Like I'm envious of of the life that he leads, getting definitely. to go around and do all that yeah. stuff, man, and just leading the charge. And uh, so another uh, kindred soul that's born for the horn. Born for the horn. Amen. Yep. Yep. So anyway, all right, guys. So, so anyways, just we have to say it. Welcome to Truezilla. Woo! Bing. And welcome back to another episode of Memory Hold. I'm Steve Poikinen, and I'm very pleased to be here today. the The whole uh, point uh, of doing the show is that we're going to to in the hopes that we get people to remember. Because we live in Crazy Town. I don't know if anyone's noticed this or not, but um, things like recent history get changed almost every day. And, and on my other show, we remarked a lot that, uh, that the job of the independent press isn't just to combat the rewriting of history it's to combat the rewriting of real time uh and on that uh, i am very very pleased to be welcoming to the show uh the first time i've been able to sit down and do a podcast with these guys uh we've got scott megan and ed from truth zilla how are y'all doing i'm so very glad to be hanging out with you guys what's up great steve? great what's up steve thanks yeah. so much for having us good evening it's nice to see you this is super so, cool uh, long time in the making yeah, no, I, I think we were on a, a union of the unwanted together, like at the beginning of the yeah. year. And, and uh, 
enjoyed what um what you had to say it started watching the show and all that kind of stuff and it's just it's been such a an upside down world that even getting together to do a show uh, yeah. has become an obstacle but that's a good thing in light of how busy the uh the, you know we've all kind of yeah been totally. there as a result um so I kind of I would I would love for you guys to sort of uh, introduce your show and let the people who are going to be listening um, know what you guys are all about because I'm a fan and I dig it. Um, so I hope they will as well. Awesome, thanks, Steve. Yeah, so we're the Truezilla Podcast. I'm Scott. I'm Ed. I'm Megan. Awesome. So yeah, we're the the three headed truth monster. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we, I think, I think the easiest way to kind of tell the story of truth okay. is just how it started. Right. Oh, yeah, sure, like, sure, 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 um, sure. I mean, we started, I mean, when the world got crazy in March of 2020, um, you know, me being someone who is, uh, I came from a little bit of activism in the medical freedom movement. And, uh, Scott was a, a good friend of mine that, that was knew a lot about what you would call conspiracies. Uh, what I, I would say are just, uh, you know, truths that are exactly the kind of things you're uncovering in this show. So, um, and when, when 2020 hit, we both looked around and the whole world was crazy. And we, we were, I was calling him on my lunch break and saying, you're the only person I can talk to now. Everyone else is like, I just bought hook, line and sinker, this narrative that's going on. And, uh, so after a few months of that, well, what would have started was like your original idea was to make t-shirts because yeah, we were like, totally. we, we got to wake these people up like real quick. Cause this is some crazy shit. There's crazy stuff going down. So, so he, he's like, let's make t-shirts. And his original one was COVID 1984. Right. Yeah. So 1984, yeah. hence the memory hole. Right. So there you go. And then, yeah. So we were going to start making t-shirts and then Ed just is like, let's just do a podcast. Well, we were both big into podcasts, yeah. right? We, we like listened to tons of podcasts and like, that's just been kind of our thing for a long time. Yeah. And, uh, and so we had the idea and then you were hanging out with Megan mm -hmm. and, uh, you guys just went and bought all the stuff one day and said, yep. we're doing we're it. We're doing it. Yep. I met Megan. I always tell the story. I met Megan 30 minutes before the first time we recorded. Oh, yeah. yeah. And now she's one of my closest friends. Yep. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's been a pretty fantastic journey. I actually had never heard a podcast before I started podcasting. <laughs> but so. I was like, I was like, I know this gal. She would be perfect. She's uh she she'll be perfect for it. Just trust me. Just trust me. <laughs> I just I just didn't know about the the uh the whole idea behind podcasting. That there was just like all this other information and all these other ideas. I mean, even outside of the whole truth world you know there's so much out there and so many really amazing people doing stuff so um it was an interesting introduction for me into this whole thing and i was a nervous wreck for a yeah. long time um very very sweaty in my clothes for yeah. a bit but yeah it was really really wonderful the first time scott and i ever met like maybe the second time we ever mm -hmm. talked about a year before we started podcasting um we were talking about uh bill cooper and so I said something about his book and Scott looked over at me like, wait a minute, wait, you, you know, know Bill Cooper? I know. So we had like this whole little like, oh, we're both kind of like, but I hadn't gone down any of the rabbit holes Scott yeah. had at yeah. that point, but I'm, and, uh, and then here we are. And just long are. story short, we're the hills we're dying on are pretty much medical freedom and anti-censorship. I mean, what, what, where else are you going to go at this point? Like yeah. if you're, if you're in an advocate, of anything if you're you know and i'd like the the word activist is just 
it's weird now because yeah. I, I definitely I come from an activist space like I way fucking for occupied shit like yeah. that. And so um oh wait, this is my PG thirteen show. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll edit that bit out later. Um but I do I, I come from you know, I went to my first protest when I was like twelve in Indianapolis, Indiana is where it was, and it nice. was a free Mumia protest. And um I had learned about you know the move bombing and the um and mumia's right like way before that because my best friend's mom wa was either like blood relatives or close enough to consider family to some of the the people that were um connected to to move and um i don't know dude i i've just i've always been i would rather be you know, doing something to inform people or encourage people or to get them to, to mobilize for some. And so watching what has happened to activism largely over the last even five years has just been wild. For example, the second amendment rally that they held in Virginia in 2019. Do you remember largest two a rally in the, the history of America? Sounds sounds familiar. Yes, I want to say uh, yes. the the following year, it was uh, less than a thousand, and then last year it was seventy four people. Oh wow. my god! Um, okay. Oh my god! And and that's basically down to well, Donald Trump isn't the president, so showing up in a full kit doesn't own the libs as hard. Mm -hmm. So we're not even going to bother. Yeah, you know, that's... to say nothing of the fact that there was a woman's march last weekend that had more corporate sponsors <laughs> than at least a third of all major sporting events. Wow. And, oh my and my co-host uh, over on Slow Newsday, Glory Jones, um, took one for the team and went down to the Los Angeles one, covered it, you know, posted uh, a bunch of, of, you know, live protest footage because that's what we do. And one of the things that we do. And, um, and I asked her, I was like, Hey, do you see, do you see any of the hats or the hats there? Are they rocking the pussy hats? And mm. she was like, a, I don't want to answer that question because I'm pretty sure this is where that whole concept originated from. Mm. And like, they're still rocking the hats, you know, in, in 2021, uh, it, it's just it. The I just saw Code Pink cheering on the Build Back Better Act, saying we've got to we've got to build hashtag Build Back Better. This is the Code Pink official Twitter account saying we have to hashtag Build Back Better, and then we can get to cutting the military budget. <laughs> okay, oh God. Okay, like that's God. where Code Pink it's, is at now. Okay, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It just seems like. Yeah, I don't even know, man. I don't even know. <laughs> it it made my heart hurt. It, it yeah, did. certainly. Um, so it from Medea Benjamin and, and the lack of anti-war movement to a a mini doc you guys put out in mm -hmm. February of 2021. Um, that uh that I got a chance to watch earlier today. Um. And you did a you did a mini doc on the ten stages of genocide, mm -hmm. um, and I 
I when when Scott told me this morning that this was the idea, uh, wow, I got I I was really into it because I'd had a conversation this morning with uh, an excellent writer uh, named uh, Tessa Lena, um, who grew up in Soviet Russia. Mm. Uh, and has lived in New York and, you know, traveled around as a musician and stuff for most of her adult life. But throughout her teens was, it, you know, in Soviet Russia transitioning into absolute mafia chaos that was mm -hmm. Russia in the early 90s, in the mid 90s. Sure. Um, she's got very, very, very clear thoughts on the degradation and the annihilation of language mm -hmm. and um, a very unique perspective on the authoritarianism that she's seeing from Western governments, in particular the U.S. And so it's always a, a really good talk with her. Um, but because words don't seem to mean anything <laughs> anymore, mm -hmm. you know, because everyone's a Nazi or everyone's a fascist or everything is the end of the world. And because we're still in the middle of the longest running genocide in Yemen, that the U S does absolutely nothing, but sort of say nice things that we're going to think about doing something towards maybe possibly getting someone on trying to figure out how we can form a committee to decide whether or not to end it. Like <laughs> mm -hmm. that's where they're at. Yeah, totally. Um, it 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 seems like even the even the word or the concept of genocide is starting to slide down the memory hole mm -hmm. and and so i've been really focused in my at least in in my own time on the degradation of language as well um and so i i really appreciate the way that you guys put together the documentary um do you want to, will you please talk about it a little bit and I can pull up, I've got at least got an image of the 10 stages of genocide. And we yeah, totally. We, yeah, we, we've got them, we've got to pull up here, so we'd be happy to kind oh, of go, go through them. But, but also like uh, just kind of a, a brief overview, you know, really like we, we, we kind of put that together. It was, you know, late 2020 when we started working on it. And really what we were seeing is just like, you know, the massive division um, you know, around that time, uh, it was like anybody free thinking, regardless of your opinion, you know, was automatically a, a Trump supporter that doesn't deserve to live, you know, all that stuff. Right. So anybody anti-vaccine or anti anything, any of that stuff is automatically thrown under into that category. To, right to clarify, we're still seeing these yes, things. Well, yes, exactly. Exactly. But now it's kind yeah. of become more all encompassed where it's like, it's not, you know, you're, 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 if you're, if you're questioning things and you're an anti-vaxxer that now doesn't deserve basic human rights. So anyway, uh, just seeing, Domestic terrorists. Yeah, domestic terrorists, white supremacists, yeah. all that stuff. So, so you know, I, we just saw all these different parallels. And I'd come across the 10 stages of genocide at some point. I don't remember exactly where I, I'd heard it from. Um, I know since then, a lot of other outlets have been reporting on it as well. Like, I kind of picked up and, and ran with it as well. But, I mean, the idea being that, like, you know, this is, this is something that we've seen throughout history to the point where... Um, so, it was formulated by a professor, uh, Dr. Gregory Stanton... Um, and he started an organization called Genocide Watch, and you can go to genocidewatch.com and, uh, and, and, and access the actual kind of a, a longer form version of the 10 stages. Like tonight, I think we're just going to cover, just talk about like kind of brief overviews of each one. And, and really, we were just seeing a lot of parallels in, in modern society for, for various reasons, you know, like the, all of these different things that are occurring are, are all kind of uh, 
to me, like when you put it in the context of these 10 stages being like a linear thing leading up to whatever the unthinkable, you know, it could argue, could be argued that all these different psyops are all playing their own individual role in the context of driving towards a, an, an agenda, you know, an, an end result. So it was interesting. I did a, a kind of refresher today and watched yeah. it again and it hadn't, hadn't been for months. And uh, it, it was interesting. It does, it seems like a little bit more of a product of its time and the yeah. fact that, you know, it was it, the politics of the, the left versus right yeah. were a little bit at that time there was, you know, I mean, it's right before the election and there, that was really uh, what they were hitting us with. But now I still think they, they use that, but uh, now it's, it's certainly more to the, the vax versus unvax. It seems yeah. to be like the, the main thing that they would use to divide us at this time. Yeah. But anyway. well, Ed, but to that point though, the, they hyper politicized, everything about this and they've hyper politicized everything in general over the last 20 25 years that's mm -hmm. been a, yeah, a definite totally. buildup. and i mean at least when i remember growing up that like politics were were discussed in places where people would discuss politics but it wasn't everywhere and it definitely wasn't at the grocery store and it doesn't like it wasn't at your kid's elementary school and it had you know none of that had really worked its way in so pervasively and now it's down to like what beer you drink or what kind of footwear mm -hmm. you have yeah. or like <clears throat> how your pearl snap western shirt supports the white patriarchy or some sure. you know an article like that on, on buzzfeed every week yeah. and it's it it generates uh uh I guess a state in society where everyone is oversaturated with bubble information and all they're going to do is retreat to their bubble. If they're not trying to think critically about something, we've had a 70 year war on education where mm -hmm. critical thinking is more or less eliminated from the classroom. Unless you happen to be lucky enough to get a bright spark of a teacher who's like, yeah, no, I better try. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think, uh, you know, one of the other things too, that like, ah, yeah, I want to, I want to make sure we point out too, is like, you know, this isn't to diminish any of the other like actual genocides that are happening in the world. You know what I mean? I don't want to like, you know, be like, Oh gosh, we're all gonna, I don't but, think free thinkers think that. I know, I know. I know. I know. You're just trying to, go. I know, but hey, like, I, I have to ask yeah. because I'm like sitting here for 16 minutes and 22 seconds, having a total panic attack. We're not rolling live. Right? No. No, no, no. Recording. Why does Remember, it say that? I, I told you they're recording. It said, I said yeah. it, it's, it's that, that live doesn't mean live. It means said it's a record only. It's, it's yeah. not. A, it still says live. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's just to tell you that it's, it's, they, they have to tell you that you're, we're recording basically. Yeah. We're recording, but yeah, no, we're good. We're good. <laughs> so if, if they, yeah, instead of recording 16 minutes and 53 seconds, it's, we've been, live you know the recording has been live for now 17 minutes yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So anyway we, we, didn't, we didn't pull a live stream on you dude you're, you're, <laughs> you're good <laughs> you didn't want to see the sagittarius burn everything down huh <laughs> oh gosh, oh, gosh. <laughs> i yeah. was literally like panicking like okay i can't even like get my spit like when's there going to be a oh, pause yeah. I, I was waiting yeah. for that number that for the live to drop off and it just kept going so okay <laughs> no, no, you're good. i'm gonna recover for the next two to three minutes and drink some water here we can, no we can, uh, all kinds of shit. So. Yeah. Yeah. Bless all of you. Thank you. For all right. Me.
humoring me. Okay. All right. I do better not live. <laughs> I'll be much more myself. Okay. There you go. So we're not live. Ooh. All right. Well, how about this? How about this? How about we jump into some of these? Because it's really, you know, and, and we can just break them down as we go along. You yes. know what I mean? And then cool. so. All right. So how about this? Megan, you want to read the first one? You want me to read the whole thing? Uh, maybe just the first paragraph there. The top. Yeah, yeah, You got it. Okay, so stage one. Classification. Mm. All cultures have categories to distinguish people into us and them by ethnicity, race, religion, or nationality. Mm -hmm. German and Jew, Hutu and Tutsi. If societies are too segregated, they are most likely to have genocide. Okay. Right. So I think what we're talking about there is like, yeah, of course we all have different categories and you know, that's the beauty of being in America. It's like, you know, like, because now here we can have vax versus unvax. Well, categories. well that's just what I'm saying, but like, <laughs> yes, yes. But the, the fact that we have like all these differences, like Sam Triblio says, he's like, I can go out with my Jewish girlfriend and get in a cab driven by a guy from Saudi Arabia. And we can go get like some Mexican food. And it's just like, that's the beauty of America. Well, right? When I was yeah. in school, they were called, they called us like the melting pot. Yeah, right? Exactly. And that was like, that was like a positive. Thing, yeah. It's a positive. Right? It was a selling point. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But now, but now they found this beautiful way to invert that and, and use it against mm -hmm. us. So, so classification. And so if you, if you have ways of classifying people, um, that's, that's stage one. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. you know, to be well, fair, though, they've yeah. always had kind of the two party system, right? Yeah. Which is, so they've kind That's of always true. had this built in division. But so now I, we've got now. No, no, it's OK. But now we've got. Yeah, we've got two parties, mm -hmm. but we've also got. Well, here are your like middle of the road Republicans within it. Here are the more libertarian ones here are the more like ultra nationalist ones here are the you know there's the actual libertarian party there's a number of like offshoot not necessarily political parties but active groups that all generally will like get filtered back into that mainstream but in the meantime they're all fighting with each other have you seen libertarian twitter <laughs> it is it it's basically a bunch of autists fighting over the last banana, but it's, <laughs> oh man, it, it, they're, they get a little wily. It's, I mean, it's a shit show. It is, <laughs> it, it, but it's all within, you know, but it's all infighting and then they will all like, you know, eventually team up and go, yeah, but that's what it's like across the political spectrum. That's what it's like amongst every color of the black flag of anarchy it, yeah. because they have people subdivided and sub, 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 subdivided. Mm -hmm. Everybody's got like a whole I, Rolodex worth of labels that they have to use as identifiers just so that people know right off the bat everything that they stand for so that they can decide whether or not that person is worth their time, I guess, mm -hmm. is why you would yeah. do that. But it, so even that, the the classification of, okay, you're either right or left. Yeah. Well, yeah. sure. But then going down from that, they've found unlimited ways to further subclassify and further mm -hmm. divide everybody that's in that one broad general, you know, span of whatever right or left or, uh, you know. It's true. Oh, were you about to say something, Ed? Uh, go for it. I was just going to say, and just from my place in this part of the country and everything that I've experienced in life, I would have to say 
It feels like, though, that this whole separation, this classification that they've pushed on everyone that kind of like these masses have adopted. And even I at times have subconsciously adopted that whole paradigm that, you know, it's us versus them. But this is the first time ever where I've ever felt like no matter what classification anybody was in, like this is really the time that people are looking at us like we're the disease spreaders. We're the sickness. We're the problem. We're the dirty ones. We're the ones that like... You know, Domestic we've had terrorists. people literally say to us, mm -hmm. yeah, that they we, they we deserve to die, that our kids deserve yep. to die, like horrible, horrible things that um, it, it has really become such a huge shift in during this whole pandemic um, that has separated people out even further and almost to the point to where like all of these things that used to divide us, like we talked about, you know, the whole left, right, you know, color, nationality, doesn't whatever they tried to shove down our throats and tell us this is why you don't like each other. I almost feel like in some ways, a lot of that fell by the wayside through at least a lot of us critical thinkers, we maybe were awake and we, we interacted in a certain way, but this really like helped our characters to develop and it helped all of us really to find like all of those common grounds. Like, I don't care how your family lives. I don't care who you choose to love. We don't like, there's so many things that they used to tell us, like, this is why we're divided. This is why, you know, it doesn't work to be neighborly with your neighbors. But all of mm -hmm. that went by the wayside and all of these people who prior, I thought perhaps I didn't have much in common with her, that we didn't have much common ground or that we just couldn't really sit and break bread because of these things that they told us were different about us um, really are the things that unite us. We're like, yeah, yeah, we don't care about X, Y, Z, all of these things that they've shoved at us, but this that we're fighting this, you know, this division of you know, those that are killing the others and the others that are saviors of humanity. That's the thing that like, even for myself, I'm really trying hard to pull myself subconsciously out of that paradigm. I don't want to be like, I, I want to be above that fray. I want to like, I think we all do want to be there, but like, I literally want to live in my life that like, I, someone said to me like, well, we're going to be getting together as a group and there's a lot of vaccinated there. Where should we do this? And my first thought was like, well, it's not going to be at my house. Like, I don't want these vaccinated people in my house because yeah. the, like I'm the, all these, the shed, I've got kids. And then I was like, but you know what? How many times have I walked into gym? How many times have I walked in the grocery store? How many times have I seen a friend? Um, not too much over COVID, but, but there has been times where you run into someone at the grocery store, you recognize them somehow, but behind our masks that they forced us to wear and you hug them. I don't know if they've taken a jab in their arm. Like, so, I don't want to be afraid of other people. I also don't want my children to be afraid. And I think that was like a big right. tone I'm trying to set because I I talk about all this so openly at home and I have younger children, like my youngest is nine. So he can like spout off all of the things, but I also don't want them to feel like, oh, we can't go to the park and hang out with other kids because maybe their families are vaccinated. I mean, there's a certain degree of faith that comes with this, right? That's, like, that's kind of the ultimate psyop though, is to have us scared of each other of each and other. not want yeah. to, to come together, right? right? So, so, so we can't succumb to that, Absolutely, right. right. Yeah. So that's just been like one of those things where I didn't even really realize I had fallen right in line with that in my own head, thinking that I was, oh, I knew all the information, I know what's going on. And yet I got sucked into it just in my own like knee jerk reactions. So it's just a conscious um, reminder to myself when I start to feel a certain way about these things to kind of like take a step back and pull myself higher as I can, as I learn to do that, that, because vibration. I, it really, and, yeah. it, and it just, it just encourages other, like, there's going to be plenty of people out there who are injured by these vaccines or scared. They, they took it under coercion. I, I've said this over and over. And those people, they didn't have 
informed consent. Most of these people, they didn't know what they were getting into. And at some point they're going to need to come to people for answers and it's not going to be their doctors. Those doctors are not giving them the information they need to have. It's going to be you, it's going to be us. And they need to not be afraid to approach us. They need to not be afraid that we won't put our arms around them when they're crying because they're dealing with such heavy things. So I guess that's kind of where my heart has moved, but yeah, I took us off the rails with that, but just <laughs> right, that whole, right. that that's whole great. classification separation. Um, yeah. I try no, to rise I mean, above. We're all trying to rise above. But it, no, but it's such a heavy thing, though, and it's so like it, if you if you grew up, you know, exposed to a, any sort of onslaught of good old fashioned American propaganda about World War II, like that's generally all you you heard about. You had you know uh, you had the Holocaust drummed into you, and just the myriad other genocides yeah that have occurred post world war ii yeah not to mention at least the giant genocide the u.s committed when we got here like none of those yeah. are really yeah. discussed in american history yeah. and, and i'm not trying to to take away from any of that i i'm not but i, I think you know, we just don't have to qualify this the audience is adult they <laughs> they understand that we're going to be talking about many different things but it's the simple classification and dehumanization um that has to occur before Correct. any yes. of the rest of this right that, I mean, that's step one and, yeah. and Boy, howdy, does that feel familiar? Yeah, I mean, but what we're talking about here is just like conditioning people to commit atrocities on their fellow men, like people that are their neighbors, people that live in the same, you know, country as them. You know, it's not like going and invading a country, you know, or sometimes it is. But at the same time, it's like literally just just conditioning people to get them prepared to murder and the only way you do that is to, to is to like just follow in the script it's like almost like a script you know and, and the other thing to point out too is like well, they took they took our faces away with those masks yeah, and that well, makes yeah, we'll it easier there. yeah we'll no, i there. know i know but but uh like but yeah totally but uh you know and, and to keep in mind too that also these are all like the classification it needs to be coming from some sort of like institution some sort of like state government something like that some sort of it's not like us sitting around like calling what you know whatever just like like considering those people them. eat yellow crayons. Yeah, those people eat yellow crayons. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. But like we, so this is this like state institutions, and of course, using using uh, media outlets as the propaganda tool. You know, that's that's all very important. So, so classification. It says here too, um, and 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 we're reading this off of the genocidewatch.com website. If you want, you guys want to uh, follow along on any of this. So, it says the main preventative measure at this early stage is to develop universalist uni universalistic institutions that transcend ethnic or racial divisions. So, creating institutions that transcend whatever it is they're trying to divide us on. Brilliant. And I feel like we are seeing that today as you know, and in, in the medical freedom movement, at least we're seeing sure. this, this, this thing, when you go to like one of these rallies, like it transcends race, religion, ethnicity. I don't yeah. care. Yeah. Every, every, every demographic is represented there yeah. because it's about free. Well, so and I would beautiful. say since, I mean, just our, in our own personal experience, yeah. you know, we went to some, some anti-lockdown rallies yeah. early on on this thing and they were very, they were just Trump rallies. Right. Yeah. But as we, as we have gone on here and we've gone to more of the, the, the rallies now there there's all kinds of people uh, from all yeah. walks of life and yep. they're, they're not. And it, the, those, the previous kind of rallies were very divisive. It, yeah. it would, they would, people wouldn't want to go to those. Like now it's, it's all, all people from all walks of life. Yeah. And it's beautiful. Yeah. I think they're even, uh, 
I've seen some of the 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 um lit, like that the, the uh, flyers that come out for some of these rallies are like this is not political. Leave your flags at home. Like we're not here. Like this this transcends. Like this is about humans, man. This is about yeah. the human race trying to come together. Well, they tried to make it be about politics that divided yeah, exactly. us, and they have definitely exactly. used that as a tool. But those of us that are aware of what's going on know yeah. that this is not political, even though that's the 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 boot that they're yeah. using against us. Yeah. And so your listeners know we're here in uh, Eugene, Oregon in Oregon, right on the front lines of all this madness. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was, uh, I was in an event in Sacramento <clears throat> last month and I nice. it was wildly diverse. Yep. And, um, I mean, to the point to where I'm, I'm looking at, uh, what appears to be a wook, and and a female wook like i don't know if there was enough wooks around for there to be an official mooch of wooks i don't <laughs> there were only like three that i saw i think it takes four to make a mooch but her her sign um you know said make love f fear and, and that was it and yeah. i mean that should be telling people something it yes. should be it should be and the one of the reasons that i don't I, we i just love independent media or at least independent media that will show up and you know uh go to the ground and cover these events is because there has to be a record of this there mm -hmm. has to be and just real quickly to, to Megan's point about the masks, it's not just that they put everybody in masks. It's they are trying to change the association from someone in a mask as a person and someone without a mask. Yeah. Yes. Is That's it. Automatically a danger yes. and a yes. threat. Yes. So they're right. trying to reassociate what it is, what a person looks like. Mm -hmm. Right. It's so funny. I was just, just a personal, I was walking, uh, I was leaving work today and a guy that works at the institution I work at, like comes up behind me. He's like, he's like, Hey Ed, what's going on? And then he looks at me. He's like, you trying to give everybody COVID? And I didn't even, I didn't even put in my mind. I don't even think about being outside and wearing a fucking mask. But like, I immediately was like, I immediately was like, um, like, gosh darn mask. No, gosh I'm actually protecting mask. you all from COVID because because I'm the one who had the natural virus, right? Yeah, so so it stops. So you. I have I have real immunity. Yeah. Right, right. Natural immunity. Yeah. But that hashtag's hit robust them immunity. Yes. Robust immunity. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But uh, I didn't even think until I was like all the way up in the parking garage. It's like, oh, he meant because I'm not wearing a mask outside. <laughs> oh God, painful. Okay. It, it, you know, and I think that also the mask speaks to number two, which is symbolization. Certainly. So you've classified uh, each whatever group along ethnic lines, um, whatever the case may be, you know, health status. Health status. Um, and, and so you've classified them, but now you need to symbolize them. Medical so now, status. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the symbolization being the mask, right? This is the sign of, of, of servitude and, and fealty to the cult, right? So if you are if you are a cult member, then you will, you will don the the mask of virtue and if not you're automatically now like i like what charlie robinson my... always says too is is that the mask is the visual representation of the yeah, virus it right? is. so it so is. you don't yeah. so you don't forget that there's something deadly around here that's no. going to kill you and that everybody's infected and you should be scared of everyone because yep. nobody's dropping dead in their houses nobody's yeah. dead on the road in their cars people aren't dragging their loved ones out into the street for mass mm. you know 
burnings of bodies. Yeah. Although um, they've, 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 they've propagandized that anyway. Well, yes, they have. But, but then historically, of course, I would say that when it comes to symbolization, of course, probably the first thing that comes to mind is, is the, 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 the yellow star of David, uh, to represent, uh, Jewish people in Germany or occupied German territories during World War II. Um, some of the other ones that Genocide Watch talks about, um, people in Khmer Rouge, Cambodia. I mean, Cambodia is another one that uh, kind of flies under the radar, radar Pol Pot and all them. Um, apparently, they they gave them blue scarves to wear. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's just a, a tool, right? And if you look at, again, probably like any... Uh, like, like there's some, if you look at footage of like the Uyghur camps in China, you know, they're all wearing the same colored outfit, stuff like that, you know? So it's, 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 you know, you've, you've, you've classified and then you symbolize based on, you know, that, that classification. So and I would say like now, like, you know, I mean, who knows exactly how it's going to look, but I mean, with the, the passports, it's kind of, a, mm -hmm. I guess it's not like a visual symbolization, but yeah. it seems like that's going to be the, the separate, separate how they're going to separate us going yeah. forward, you know, because yeah. we won't be able to go to the movies or the restaurant or the travel on a plane. Yeah. Which kind of leads you to number three. Yeah. Discrimination. So now you've divided, you've pointed out, and now you are like, now you're able to discriminate. So it says number three, discrimination, a dominant group uses laws, customs, and political power to deny the rights of other groups. So now you've, you know, you've divided, but now you've, you've kind of uh, asserted yourself as a dominant class in society in one way or another, you know? And so you using that authority, you're now able to discriminate against the uh, classes being discriminated against. So it talks about, uh, let's see, the Nuremberg laws, not to be confused with the Nuremberg code, Nuremberg laws of 1935, Nazi Germany stripped Jews of their German citizenship and prohibited their employment by the government and universities. Well, well, well. I mean, you can't work in a hospital. You can't work. Yeah. Is that what happened? Wow. I can't um, work at a drug and alcohol medical, treatment center yeah, anymore. Exactly. <sighs> I mean, if your company has a hundred, more than a hundred people, you can't work there. Okay. So I don't know. I don't know. I mean, what do you, what do you think, Steve? <laughs> I mean, I, so, <clears throat> so I'm apparently choking on something I <laughs> so I, I i get um i get just wilded out yeah. when when i hear someone make a point like this yeah you know uh and the comeback is well we've always had discrimination yeah mm -hmm. yeah we have we have and there have been lots of moments in this country's history where that's been enforced through violence. Absolutely. Yeah. And it was wrong. Yeah. It's still wrong. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, it, yes, it's, you're right. It's, it's different. You're it's right. Different. This time it's not based on ethnicity. Mm -hmm. This time it's not based on religion. This time it's not based on, you Could know, be. whether or not belief. the person in your county, like, wears the right color hat. No, it, it's based on whether or not you're going to take a pharmaceutical product mm -hmm. because they would like for you to take pharmaceutical products. Yeah. And, there's, <laughs> a, and you know, a number of cross-pollinated only beneficial to the predator class wish lists and agendas that are fulfilled uh, in the doing of you know just that mm -hmm. slinging them jabs yeah. so it, i don't know it's like 
if your if your comeback to that is well, it's already been bad. Okay, I agree. Why why aren't we all working together to stop the bad? I yeah. will stand next to you in, yeah. in your fight to not be discriminated against. Let's totally. let's stop the tyranny for you. Like yeah. you're you're not going to get any less discriminated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're I, I all think, getting more discriminated. It hasn't gone the other way. Yeah, and and one of the, the comebacks I've heard um, is that you know you, you can't choose. You can choose your vaccination status. You can't choose uh, your ethnicity or, or things that are traditionally associated with discrimination. You know what I mean? And so that I have a, I could get vaccinated, and therefore I don't have to be a a uh, a class that is being discriminated against if I so choose. You know? <laughs> So there you go. Has somebody actually said that to you? I've heard that argument. I'm going to go lay in the road. I've, I've heard that too. And it again, if the choice is submit or starve. Yeah. No, that's not a, a choice. Yeah. Right. You yeah. know, if, if the choice is inject an untested, made by proven murderers and fraudsters yeah. products or 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 you know under threat of force or coercion or lose your livelihood no that's not not a choice when you add the coercion when you yeah. add the force mm -hmm. it's not a choice it's right. a demand backed by violence with a really shitty alternative yeah absolutely and and i would say like you know, the argument that, you know, that, well, they've been injecting our kids for how long or, or, or whatnot. Mm -hmm. At the same time, like different states have different laws and that's kind of left up to the states to decide those laws. Um, you know, you know, in our state here, there's a medical or there's medical and religious exemption for that for children, which you have to watch stupid video, which I just got to do, which was neat. <laughs> um, but on that note, uh, you know, I think that when they have been forcing these, I, I do, I would say there's been a long game going here as they've, you know, California and New York have been uh, making it mandatory and just the only exemptions are medical. You know, we have been protesting this all along before COVID came around too. You know, mm -hmm. it was as to your point, it wasn't, it wasn't right before. And, and the reality is in what it comes down to with on this decision specifically is just that, you know, what they fail to recognize is that every single person's body is different. One one size fits all medicine does not work on populations. And we're seeing that with this with this jab. And you already. don't inject health. That's yeah. just not even Can't a thing. Inject health, yes. Um what you just said, oh shoot, what was the last thing you said right before? You, you put it's me still, off it's on been the long game. Uh, it has. Oh, just the whole vaccine thing with kids. Like, you know, you said that that's the argument, but I really do feel too, like Ed, you have a vaccine injured child. My oldest daughter was vaccine injured. Um, you know, I think that this whole pandemic has really woken a lot of, yeah, maybe we have always jabbed our kids, but we didn't know any better. We didn't have informed consent then. Um, and I think a lot of people now with this whole COVID garbage being rolled out, they're starting to see and question vaccines. I don't think most families knew that vaccine, you know, manufacturers have no liability. I don't think people knew about VAERS. I don't think people knew how many children are adversely affected, dead, have autism, have all kinds of neurological problems, um, just lifelong difficulties that these families are destroyed. People, this information all along has been censored. It's been hidden from us. And now we're seeing this whole new uh, wave of vaccine 
uh, I don't even want to call it that, this gene therapy, this eugenist uh, program that they're rolling out against people. I think that, yeah, maybe we have always, quote, done these things. And it's just like you say, though, when you know better, you do better. So that whole argument about, well, this is how it's always been, or this is what it's always been done. Well, that doesn't mean it was the right thing. When you know better, you do better. And especially if you know better for your kids, when you know better for your families, we don't have to live arrested to the past when we made bad decisions or bad calls or we had bad information. So to me, that whole argument is just like without standing. Yeah. yeah. yeah 100%. All right. Let's see. Well, Let's see. Real, just real quick, real quick. It, it is something that Sam Tripoli uh, has said a number of times, and, and people would rather be right than mm -hmm. do right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and Absolutely. that that notion that everybody who is repeating state-approved narratives uh, about this, you know, not well, not just about the the COVID shit, but everything else, the build back better act as we was talking about with code pink. I mean, it's not. So it, but that's being right is saying yeah. those words and having those, you know, sharing somebody else's opinion through your mouth and that that's being right, doing right. Significantly harder. Yeah, absolutely. It's like what Ricky Verandas always says is, is, uh, it's easier to, to trick someone than to convince them they've been tricked. Oh, yeah. Right. Absolutely. Right. And, then, and then the last thing they'll do is admit that they've been tricked, of yeah. course. You know, that's, we got to practice a lot of humility and uh, all that good stuff. Anyway, all right. So number four, dehumanization. Okay. Yeah. And again, I'd, I'd say the mask, like Steve, you hit it right on the head. It's like the inversion of like making the, the, the human face or just like the human human body you know, is, is filthy and defective and all that stuff. You know, it's just, it's, it's, it's insane, but you know, it says here, it says, so one group denies the humanity of the other group. Members of it are equated with animals, vermin, insects, or disease. Right. And I think this is the most important. Is this president Biden's recent speech that you're reading? Something like that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So like, like just aggressively labeling unvaccinated people as just disease ridden and just all this stuff. So, I think this is this this next sentence is really the most important thing. Dehumanization overcomes the normal human revulsion against murder. And I think that's one of the most critical things that you have to do if you're planning a, a genocide of a population is you have to make the target population to those who will be initiating the violence. They have to think of them as not human. You know, what human is going to take another human's life or abuse another human being in such a way? So if they're in their mind, they feel that, you know, they're they're less than human subspecies untermenschen, you know, all that stuff is, is, is so critical, you know, um, hate propaganda. So this is where the, I think the first mention of the propaganda. So that's, that's uh, God propaganda is just the most amazing thing. <laughs> we're, we're seeing it again. And it's just like literally vilifying the victim group, um, you know, jokes, comics, funny stuff, funny ways of, of, of making it seem that they're less than human. You know, it's just, it's, 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 it's insane man it's yeah. insane when we were researching for the little mini doc too just going back and looking at some of like the nazi propaganda for example you know there's a lot of overlap in what we see today you know and but but it's just uh it's it's shocking it's shocking you know but it's so powerful and, well, oh sorry to oh no 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 I, and 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 it's just um the, the one of the one of the greatest i don't know if you steve have you seen this video it's by a uh a, a youtube channel called after school s-k-o-o-l with the, yeah. uh, the mass psychosis, the mass psychosis. I video. Have. have you seen that? Dude, oh my God, that's so powerful. And it's just so, <clears throat> so, I mean, that's, it's literally what I think is, is what we're seeing with this 
full 10 stages. If if you take that video and then you watch, there's like a 40 or 45 minute video from uh, very Northern English, uh, former stage hypnotist. Wow. Who breaks down how mass hypnosis works. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. If you put those two together... Uh, and you look, you know, you look at history. You look at the realities leading up to where we are currently. Um, <clears throat> I mean, the United States is arguably the most propagandized country on the planet, sure. uh, and I that's evidenced on January sixth mm-hmm. when people did get inside the halls of power. And stayed within the velvet ropes and took selfies with the security forces who were inside the halls of power and who respected the sacred didist space. And so the propaganda works. It it does. That January 6th, PSYOP, false flag, 100%. I was standing there watching it. Um, But it was also... The people who were there because they bought the marketing mm-hmm. really bought the marketing. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. So, you know, at, at this point, you know, we, we've gotten so like, let's say we, we in a society, you get to stage four and, and now you have a whole group of people like, you know, to me, I feel like right now, like Ed, Ed you say, like the people that we were so close to, you know, they'll be the first ones to be lining up to like push, push people. The unvaccinated onto the cattle cars, right? <laughs> like, well, if you think like, about it too, we, they really did. They like with everything though, they primed us with everything. Public school indoctrination. We can go on and on and on. But when it, we talk about the dehumanization of people, mm-hmm. let's think about the genocide of infants, of unborn children. Let's think about how many people advocate for, oh, when people get too old and they don't feel good enough, let's just go ahead and kill them. Oh, well, if you're pregnant with a baby that might have Down syndrome or might be mentally retarded, well, that that's not a life that's worth, uh, you know, bringing into this world. Already people by and large in society, we have this hypersexualized society with this really quick answer. And I know I'm really simplifying it. So anybody out there who's getting pissed off because I'm simplifying, but stay with me. Um, this whole idea though, that, you know, this kind of life isn't worthwhile. This kind of life doesn't deserve to be here. This kind of life's going to be too much effort. This kind of life's going to take up too much space. This kind of life is inconvenient. It's not that much further of a stretch to put a mask on our face and say, now this is just a different age group right now. They're targeting us anywhere in the middle, but they were targeting the little ones and the old ones. They've been doing that for a long, long time. So I just feel like the people who are already so on board and so accepting of the idea that life is just easy to wipe away and wipe out when it's not convenient or not wanted or not as, quote, healthy as A, B or C would like to see it be. Um, I just I think that we're already there. And I think that, the, the, yeah, the mask is a huge thing, the masking our kids and setting them up in that way. But I mean, we've already got this whole idea in American society specifically where life just maybe doesn't matter anyway. Mm-hmm. It's already on the precipice of that. Well, Steve, that would be another great show for you, too, is a whole like a eugenics deep dive there. You know, once you have institutions determining whose life is worth more than others, you know, now you're running into some real problems. That overlaps a lot of work we're um, talking about. Here I'm going to so. do a I'm going to do um, like a combination like bloodlines and Ooh. eugenics society show with Johnny Vedmore. Um, nice. Oh, gosh. When is that? it's a it's a little ways out, but we've been. We we've been communicating on it. I can't wait. Like you, yeah, 
he wants yeah, to totally. put together something uh something special for it i love that nice. guy heck I yeah do. he's awesome amazing work um, i would just before we move on i just want to like kind of follow up though like with along with those things so just like the 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 long-term plan of this cancel culture too i mean right now i mean they're they're doing it in hollywood and whatnot you know if yeah. if someone speaks out against the the main narrative they're immediately shut down there they're uh you know they people get kicked off of shows they get kicked out of movies you know and whatever maybe that's all that's all just uh that's all just the theater but at the same time, it's it's ingraining it in the populace that, yes. you know, if you don't go along with this narrative, you will be shut this down you. and your your views are not valid. Absolutely. Yeah, I feel like the cancel culture plays right into this. Like, I think number six is, I think, what we talked about in the documentary or the mini documentary. Like, we kind of argued that stage six kind of in, in, encompasses the whole cancel culture part. So, yeah, definitely get there in a so, sec. And, and before we get to five real quick, just another thing, like, to, to the people who will inevitably say again well we already have discrimination yes you know already have that like all of these things exist currently what we're seeing is an exponential increase yes in every stage of totalitarianism mm -hmm. and if you want to link it to 19 you know 1939 like we're almost out of people left in the yeah. first they came for poem. Yep. We're, we're almost out. We yeah. are. Because if you look at the Biden administration's description of who domestic terrorists are, it's 85% of the country. Yeah. Did you see 100%. the, did you see it's the new kind of a positive thing? Huh? Did you see the new development? How moms are the new domestic terrorists? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. <you> see that? <laughs> new domestic terrorists. Yeah. Moms I, I, matriarchs I, 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 of I, I, nuclear I, families. I, Mom's I at school board meetings. I, yeah. No, it's, it's, I mean, they have fully, the fully radicalized Karen may save us. I, that'd be amazing. That would be amazing. <laughs> I, I still, yeah. So, some Mama group, bears are not to be messed with. Yeah, totally. And that's the thing, too. Dr. Mom. Yeah, when we go to these medical freedom rallies, like it's mostly moms. Like they're calling that they call them that class domestic terrorists, which is literally just like mostly like moms, dude. Like what? Because the Maybe. whole the whole thing is like when you when you actually have grown a human being, like a whole human being in your body, and all of the spiritual and mental and emotional processes and all of the bond that happens, it's like it's it's a supernatural thing. And you've given birth, and you you have this like creation. And from that moment on, your heart it no longer beats inside of you. You wear it on the outside of your body from now. On until the day you die. You don't think of yourself first anymore. The first thing and only thing that you want to do, most people want to do is to protect those children. You want to protect your babies. And when we see anything coming for our babies, we want to stand up against it. And that's a really, really powerful voice to have because, you know, daddies have such a strong role to play. And I feel like there's such a you know, it's a great partnership. It's a great symphony to have the mommy and the daddy present. All different family dynamics, that's fantastic. But that whole idea of the mama bear vibe, us speaking up for that which we brought life forth, it, it is really powerful. And of course, they're going to want to corrupt and pervert that because it is really, really strong. I mean, I can't think of, I mean, there's soldiers who go into battle and maybe there's like some degree of that kind of selfless love that's going on in those really extreme circumstances. But I would argue that women, when they're growing babies and giving birth to babies, it's, it's a, it's that on a whole other level. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. Shout out to the mom. Possible pushback I could have to that. Do you remember last year, during a Black Lives Matter protest where they had that wall of moms. 
Oh yeah. Win them up with rubber bullets and tear gas. Uh, oh really? That doesn't surprise me. I didn't hear about that though. <laughs> yeah. I do remember that. I do you remember that? God, <laughs> nothing sacred anymore, man. I mean, I do. Uh, yeah. Why? Why everyone didn't wake up the next morning yeah. and go? Uh, yeah, we're gonna have a talk about abolishing yeah. the police yeah. now. And, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, People think it's not gonna happen here, here, wherever they're here is. Like we watch every day on our screens the atrocities that are going on in Australia. We see what's going on in other nations in the world. We have friends in other areas that tell us about these horrible things. We know people who have died on ventilators because of this garbage, you know, but I think by and large people look at what's happening in the world around them and the, always that narrative is not gonna happen here. It would never happen here. It's not gonna happen in Eugene. It's not gonna happen in America. It is happening in Eugene. It is happening in America. It's happening in all of the towns. Mm -hmm. So this is something that touches literally everybody in every nation and every small community around the globe mm -hmm. because it's globalism. Yep, yep. All right, let's go, let's get, let's go, let's move on here. So we got number five, organization, genocide is, old, number five, organization. Genocide is always organized, usually by the state, though sometimes informally or by terrorist groups. Special army units or militias are often trained and armed. Plans are made for genocidal killing. So now the stage has been set. You know, you're starting to organize. So I don't know. I mean, we were talking about like contact tracers, uh, blah, 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 like some apps maybe. I don't know. But it's formally being organized, I would say. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. I mean, I, mean, I would just – it comes back to the thing I said earlier. I mean, I just think – um you know, Biden's most recent speech of, you know, we're really, you know, you've had all this time to get vaccinated, but we're tired of the, you not getting vaccinated. Yeah. We're going to make it really, yeah, we're going to make it really hard for you to, to live in the society this way. You I know? thought they were um, trying so hard to save us. I thought that they were on our side. Wasn't that, the, weren't we supposed to save uh, the grandmas? Does that sound yeah. like he's trying to save us still? I'm just curious. Does anybody still feel like that they have our best interest at heart? Really? Does anyone still hold that belief? <laughs> patience, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nancy, what did you want me to say? Yeah. A few people on Twitter still do, apparently. I don't know. But all right. How about this? Number six, polarization. Like, how could you imagine a more polarizing time in the history of human civilization? Because yeah. of the last year, last yeah. year and a half, man. The polarization extremists drive the groups apart. You know, and, and so here in Oregon, you know, I don't know. It's it's easy to see, like Portland is kind of the what comes to mind when you think of like like polarizing opposite groups clashing you know and then that being broadcast out you know of course obviously minneapolis but like portland with the antifa versus the police versus all that stuff like you kind of that's just burned into our heads you know and just living here in oregon right i mean it's just it really is but i always wonder like how much of that is just like orchestrated you know how much of that is contrived it says extremists drive the groups apart but how much of that is uh i don't know hate groups broadcast Whoa. propaganda that reinforces prejudice prejudice and hate you know I mean, how much? Well, like George Soros is an extremist and he yeah. pays to drive groups apart. I mean, you could just really play this into there's yeah. it doesn't have you to be me. like a group of like, you know, the grassroots people that are yeah. doing anything. Exactly. I feel like it's yeah, that yeah. point. You've got you've got Antifa on one side. You've got Proud Boys on the other. Both of them yeah, go exactly. put on a costume so they can go fight. Yeah, yeah. And everybody knows who's who and they're as, as identifiable as any other team yeah. or. I don't know, professional wrestling match. Yep. Uh, and yep. when you find out, <clears throat> as we have, uh, that most of the organizational leadership 
the involved in the groups that had anything to do with the January 6th thing are all protected witnesses. Yeah. Like, well, golly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I wonder where that came from. It's totally. the Spider-Man meme of every Spider-Man pointing yeah. at each other and all have an FBI badge on. Totally, totally. I mean, Agent provocateurs, do yep. we see at these... Yep. Uh, well, that's just classic. That goes all the way yeah. back to like civil rights, you know, yeah. Q, oh, in, uh, like you say, in QTEL, COINTELPRO, right? Like, it's just like, that's just classic standard. And yeah. then Occupy, you know, that that's that was kind of uncovered there. So the thing that really, know. yeah. Uh, so the thing about this too, polarization, it says extremist terrorism targets moderate. So this is a really important thing. And I think this is how the cancel culture piece moves into it. So um, like, let's say you do a great case in point would be like Nicki Minaj, you know, somebody who was up until that point, you know, on the team, right? Uh, and, and as you know, you can say that this is all going scripted and she's just playing her part as well, which I, I, I kind of probably more into that, but, but at the same time, this is a good example of how just anybody who steps, who, who pray maybe, or like, I don't know, maybe Glenn Greenwald or something like that, somewhere like, or, or, or somebody who steps out of the role where they were, that everybody thought you were on the team. And then all of a sudden you step out and you move like a little bit more moderate and maybe speak out a little bit. Those are the ones that are first to be silenced. Like they, they say that the, the ones that are the biggest threat aren't, you know, the 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 alt right to to or, or or whatever right it's 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 the the ones in the middle the ones that were on your team that now have kind of moved a little bit towards the center those are the ones that need yeah. to be silenced first you know moderates from oh. the perpetrators own group are most able to stop genocide and so are the first to be arrested and killed those damn NBA players yeah they're speaking out All right. John Pilger a documentary filmmaker absolute legend um, Australian and uh, had an interview with Leni Reifenstahl who did Hitler's propaganda films and he asked her like why it worked what was it about it that made it work and she said well it was absolutely nothing to do with like you know organizational leadership or you know good script or anything like that what it was was it was the submissive void their acceptance of this yeah just yeah. passive acceptance of it because it had been beaten into their skulls by what was a basic equivalent of like you know the chattering class mm. pundits and uh academia and the these you know uh the, the sort of merger of all of those worlds and uh she like just the the thought of that that you don't need anyone to necessarily really even get all that like excited about it you just need them to accept it of course you got to ratchet up the fear on the front end but that's all it takes is just the acceptance yeah and that was enough for the propaganda to work totally and i would say you know i mean uh one of the things that I've recently been looking into is the, the the four quadrants of conformism, you know, and when you when you just look at where people lie, you know, um, we are the loud minority. Most people lie in the opposite quadrant that are the, the people that are just silent and go along with things. They are the, the, what we would call the sheep. That that quadrant is probably, you know, 10 times larger than ours and it's just natural people everybody says that they would have stood up against slavery when it was happening but the reality is is they didn't and if we had it again they wouldn't mm -hmm. most people don't stand up against the atrocities that are going on around them and that's why personally i almost feel like i have more of a responsibility because i know that i can and i will yeah. you know because because we're the only people that can really shift this thing yeah totally
And I say over and over again, and I think that's the thing about any anybody that does stand up in their truth, even when you stand alone, that's where that's like the whole moderate thing. Like that's the powerful thing because it encourages other people who maybe don't feel brave to step out in bravery. It encourages courage and other people when they see us doing it because they know it's not hard. And there's usually empathy when as empathetic beings, we can see somebody else is struggling to do it and that it's not hard for them, but it makes us like, there's something like that human pride. Like I want to stand up with that. That's the thing that I want to be aligned with, you know, and it really does because it's like, if it wasn't for this microphone and sitting here with these two gentlemen, it would be much different. I mean, I would still be a real loud mouth at home, but I wouldn't probably be on a mic all on my own. And there are women that do that, but just who I am and how I am. I'm like, we're all very different human beings. We all need to interact in our environments in the way that's true to us. But when I can sit here with them and be strong, then I have women that write me and say, Hey, you said this. And then it made me think to say, when I was here at the school with my kids, you know, it's, it's that where we encourage each other. Sometimes I hear like, you know, my good friend Chaney, she'll say, something I'll hear her on one of her podcasts and I'll like be jotting notes and think, you know what? She was damn right with that. That's exactly right. And sometimes you just know something, you know it in your heart, but maybe you just haven't thought to put it in words and somebody else puts it into words for you or somebody else puts it into action. And that launches you. Shout out to Chaney project. Chaney, project Chaney. Love Chaney. Yeah. Yes. Chaney's awesome. Um, I, I had something and I totally forgot. Oh, real. Yeah. Just real quickly. I have a, a whole theory. Um, okay based off of the Myers-Briggs personality types and a meme that I saw that depicted them. Um, it's essentially uh, Congress and corporations and a CEO or figurehead and then um, people who report uh, or people who consume that reporting or people who enforce um people who, you know, passively accept and people who resist. And out of the 16 Myers-Briggs personality types, only four of them are wired to be anti-authoritarian. Mm. So because personality types don't uh, break down, you know, in, in a uniform fashion where there's a 16th of the population guaranteed that's going to be this, um, you could at any given point if there's anywhere from, you know, 20 down people in a room, be the only person who thinks the way that you do or who are wired to be anti-authoritarian, wired to ask those questions, wired in, in that particular mindset. And that's part of why people feel like they're the only one who thinks this way so often because so rarely in their lives are they genuinely or generally around people who do unless we declare intent to gather and then go do so. Right. And then we're like, Oh my God, I'm home. Yeah. Yes, 100%. absolutely. Crazy. Crazy. Absolutely. And we always talk about too, like, I wonder how much of this is just like, they need a certain number of people on this side and they need a certain number of people on this side. And so how much of like the information that's presented to me through like whatever social media feed is curated to create like this Truman show type yeah. environment for me so that they guarantee that, okay, this person's going to be on this side. And then the other person that's on the other side has their own little Truman show coming at them in their phones and they're placed on this side. And it's like, Oh my God. So we always like to take a step back and be like, okay, why do I believe what I believe? What's going on here? And and I think, you know, we, we do enough step out of your echo chamber, yeah, the echo realize chamber. that you are in one. Yes. Realize that you're in an echo chamber, folks. I don't care who you are. You're in an echo chamber, <laughs> you know? Uh, so there you go. Um, another thing I, on the polarization one that I think is important to point out, it says, uh, uh, let's see, based on all now that now you've got this polarized environment, um, you know, in the context of like today, uh, 
It says the dominant group passes emergency laws or decrees that grants them total power over the targeted <laughs> group. The laws erode fundamental civil rights and liberties. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Mm-hmm. So again, under the polarization. So I mean, it's kind of like. We don't even have to explain that. Everybody reminds knows. me of yeah. Katie Brown. Yeah. So yeah, Kate Brown here in Oregon. Yeah. But it's the problem reaction solution model kind of in a way where you, you create this, this problem and uh, your solution is now the erosion of civil rights. Yeah. So there you go. All right. Yep. So, folks, we're moving right along here. I don't know if you're if you're kind of just checking off mental checklist check boxes, but like I'd, I'd like to hear where you guys think we're at along in this continuum here. As we move right on to number seven, which is preparation, national or perpetrator group leaders plan the final solution to the Jewish, Armenian, Tutsi, or other targeted group question. Right. So. They use euphemisms to cloak their intentions, such as referring to their goals as ethnic cleansing, purification, counterterrorism, blah, blah, blah. Build weapons, or they build armies, buy weapons, and train their troops and militias. Protecting you from the virus. And yeah. yep, and they indoctrinate the populace with fear of the victim group. Yeah. Leaders often say, if we don't kill them, they will kill us. Disguising, it's disguising genocide as self-defense. So increase in rate, hate propaganda, blah, blah, blah. So Inflammatory rhetoric, yeah. 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 Oh boy. This oh is so boy. familiar. Yeah. Yeah. So craziness. So, and then uh, let's see. So, number eight, persecution. So, victims are identified and separated out because of their ethnic, religious identity, right? And I, I think that, um, you know, you had the ghettos um, in, in, in German occupied territories. I'm like right now, I'm <laughs> we about put Japanese in internment camps. Exactly. Yeah, totally, exactly. Totally. totally exactly. Uh, I'm right now. I'm listening to uh, uh, Gulag Archipelago, Alexander Solzhenitsyn. Uh, just epic story. I'm listening to the audiobook, uh, and it's just like, man. I mean, that's that's literally what it is, you know, being being separated out, being uh, brought 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 to just. And then the crazy thing about about the Soviet, you know, it's all just like political stuff. Like like that, you would go you would go to these gulags just because. Like one of the stories was like a teenage girl was like walking behind this truck that was like spilling grains of rice and she was picking up the grains of rice that were spilling out of the truck and like you get sent for that. Like anything, anything yeah. just like simple as that. It's just insane. So um, you've seen that little meme that I don't know what it's like some little Instagram reel, but it's a, I don't know it's a, an actor and he's like you undercook the fish straight to jail, yeah. overcook chicken straight to jail. Totally, you, you don't that's, do you don't fold the laundry correctly straight yep, to jail. Yep. Like you know it's that's, just everything. That's but Soviet that's, Russia. Yep. Yeah, Soviet back after 1918 and it's crazy um so persecution so yeah the victims groups most basic human rights are systematically violated through extrajudicial killings torture and forced displacement death lists are drawn up and state sponsored genocide members of victim groups may be forced to wear identifying symbols properties confiscated expropriated uh sometimes they're segregated into ghettos deported to concentration camps are confined to a famine struck region and star so but how about the programs being implemented to prevent procreation through forced oh. sterilization or abortions and children being forcibly taken from their parents? Oh, mm. yeah. sterilization. You know, I'm waiting for that one. For that. You know, I know that there's been some court rulings where, you know, parents who have like custody, you know, separate custody, where now mm. there's there's uh, certain requirements as, you know, vaccination status in order to be around your kid. But I haven't heard of any instances of like CPS actually removing kids because of any of this. But I imagine that's probably coming. Um, I have heard of cases of that about regular vaccine schedule when I was oh, okay. doing foster care though oh, wow. okay. years ago totally, that uh, totally. there would be, yeah, if, if the state wanted to make an example or really wanted to get at a family, you know, there's plenty of families that don't uh, in foster care system, including foster families that do not vaccinate their kids. Yeah. Um, but if they want to make an example from you, in my experience, having dealt with uh, 
human services, they will make that be an issue and they will take your kids from you for it. Wow. So they've already done that as plenty, a precedent, yeah. uh, as a precedent, they've yeah. already done it before. And so, I mean, it's already, yeah. yeah. And I feel like that that's, I always go off on that whole thing. Like these people, these officials, they don't have any, they don't have any legal bearing over your life. You don't have to answer their questions. Anyone yeah. that's listening to this when they're coming for your kids, <laughs> yeah. you don't have to answer their questions. You don't let them yeah. question your children. Um, you don't allow them access. Even if you feel like this is totally the sidebar, but if you feel like, oh, I'm just going to let, you know, child protective services into my house because I have nothing to hide. Don't let them into your house. Yeah. You do have something to hide because they're not there to see if you're being legitimate. They're there to make it an, an example out of you. Um, and there's a lot of money in your child in the system. And there's a whole lot of example to be made of non-vaccinated families um, putting their children out into the public or into schools. They're, they're trying to make examples of people. So I just, I'm encouraging families who might hear this, having dealt with um, and, and worked within this system, you don't cooperate with them. You don't give them your information. You don't let them just question your kids. You don't let them onto your private property. You definitely don't let them into your house to have a quote, look around to clear mm -hmm. you. And you never, ever sign a parenting plan with the government. There you go. Amen. I would just, this step brings up though, not, not just what we did with uh, the Japanese and in internment camps. I mean, just the native Americans and the reservations and, and, uh, you yeah. know, we were hauling their, their children off to, to yes. reeducate, reeducate their kids, you know, yep. Yep. taking kids from their parents. I mean, I mean this, and yep. if, still res life today is is not what it should be yeah right oh so, yeah. it, it's it's a soft genocide yes exactly exactly and, and the numbers of missing and murdered indigenous yeah. women and children are unreported because nobody's keeping track of them outside of you would you know it would take it would take this could be a project for someone to go to every res you can find in a short a period of time yeah and collect the stats on missing and murdered indigenous women and children because unless you're doing it like in you know getting it by the day yeah you're not really going to have an accurate total right um, <clears throat> and it's entirely overlooked when you do hear about it and that's not to say that the you know the dakotas shouldn't get attention for it they should it's you know that there's not enough period and none whatsoever on new mexico or arizona any of the southern red states not called none of that um so even when they do talk about it it's incredibly hyper localized mm -hmm. and there's no will and no resources to look into it because looking into it means admitting yeah, to the original yeah. crime. Yep. And we don't get to move forward until we admit what we did. Yeah. But then it also accepts that nobody living in this moment did that, mm -hmm. you know, or at least like yeah. regular human, you know, like there's probably some fucking family in New England that's like you just still has a scalper three on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We yeah. got them, or however. Yeah. But um, but by and large, you know, no. And uh, ooh, I just I got freaked out with that image in my head. Yeah, no, just the scalps on the wall. Oh no, I'm gonna no, stop no. rambling. I no, uh, no. <laughs> I, uh, um. I think if there's anything else to point out in this particular one, the preparation is that they're kind of testing the waters at this point. Um, it says that how they, they, they do 
they said extrajudicial ju- killings. You know, they do do some torture. You know, and what they're doing is they're they're testing to see if there's any international response. Blowback. Um, yeah, they're they're kind of just pushing the the limits of what they think they can get away with, and then taking a step back to see if there's going to be any intervention from either the United Nations or neighboring countries, stuff like that. Um, so if you're ever seeing anything in the world where it's just like they're pushing the limits of their totalitarianism just to see what the international response is going to be like, I don't know, maybe we're seeing some of that. Yeah. Other kind yeah. of so quickly, quickly, yeah. while they're destroying what's left of the free press and yes. trying yeah. to put Julian Assange in prison for 175 yes. years, Craig oh Murray's in prison for breadcrumbing. Um, yeah. And he's uh, yeah, independent journalist. Uh, number of Western journalists that have been persecuted in 2020 alone, the number of attacks by police on journalists increased by over 1100%. Yes. It was because of the BLM riots. 100% it was. That is not an excuse to light up the press, but the, the way that authoritarian governments have been emboldened, over the last several years mm-hmm. by the imprisonment of Julian Assange, you can watch, you can watch in a BBC interview where they have an actual head chopper on camera who's responding to a criticism of his treatment of the press by saying, you, England is asking me this? Where's <laughs> Julian Assange? Wow. Is, is he not being tortured in your prisons right now? Is yeah. that not happening? Well, we're not here to talk about that. He's like, oh, I'm here to talk about it now. You brought it up. Let's let's discuss. You wow. know, <clears throat> he's not the only one. Exactly. I mean, the, the Chinese have pointed it out. Uh, but there have been a number of like other brutal freaking dictators running around that are like, you don't really have a point. You know yeah. that, right? Yeah. Uh, and the degradation of the press, the destruction of the press aids with all of this 100 percent yeah like what, absolutely yeah. the uh particular point that we're we're discussing here though in the persecution if you eliminate dissident voices mm-hmm. um if you eliminate the conversation if oh this is straight from the the leni reifenstahl quote to when treason when asking questions becomes an act of treason that that's when that's when you've you've got your totalitarianism yeah absolutely i mean i always use the example of like as far as the press and what's going on like um you know in over in australia recently they had the 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 truckers tried to shut down the country and they they blocked the ports and they parked their trucks and they left and the press just buried just they just it was a complete blackout they didn't cover it at all so when they don't cover it at all it's just not real to the people so it didn't have the desired effect if that would have been covered by the press then maybe they would have uh, got some ground back on their government from that you know because that's the whole point of it emboldening other people bringing out other people's bravery like you know it, it collects people when all the rest of the time they try to keep us divided you can't uh get together in groups on social media you can't follow you know righteous ideals on social media and so that's why they can't allow it yeah, so they they shut it down. They made it not real. Yeah, yeah. My and, my friend Deepa Driver um, is, is a brilliant uh, activist and organizer and scholar, and uh, she with the uh, Assange movement in in London, and she always says courage is contagious. That's her totally. mantra. Absolutely, it's 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 infectious. Absolutely, and it's uh 
it's intoxicating. Like just getting out there and just being like, you know, the horn. yeah. Just being <laughs> on the horn, dude. Like, man, love that stuff. Uh, but like to your point too, you know, all the first amendment rights, you know, you have religion, freedom of speech, press, all that stuff, you know, is definitely being eroded. And if you go back to, um, what is it? Dehumanization, the dehumanization one, it says to combat dehumanization, incitement of genocide should not be confused with protected speech. Anyway, genocidal societies lack constitutional protection for countervailing speech and should be treated differently than democracy. So they're saying that primarily it'll happen in societies that don't have like freedom of speech, and for example. And so, wow, what do you know? They're, they're doing their best to erode that and make it so that we do live in a country that no longer has protected speech or any first protection. Well, I mean, we it's, it's the level of censorship in the yeah. last... 18 months. Yeah. I mean, not to say it was good before, but the, it's definitely gone up 10,000%, yep. right? Yep. Like, yep. Yep. All right. So preparation and then persecution. Did we already do that one? Yes, we did. So persecution. And then, you know, the funny thing is, is that number nine now leads us to the actual extermination. So the extermination occurs. Um, the ground has been set. You know, they're no longer humans. Yeah, yeah. Megan gets this one. She got it. Sorry. Hang go on. ahead. Okay, there we go. All right, I'll read this one. Okay. Extermination begins and quickly becomes a mass killing legally called genocide. It is extermination to the killers because they do not believe their victims to be mm -hmm. fully human. There it is. When it's sponsored by the state, the armed forces often work with militias to do the killing. The goal of total genocide is to kill all the members of a targeted group. But most genocides are genocides, quote, in part. All educated members of a targeted group might be murdered. All men and boys of fighting age may be murdered. All women and girls may be raped. Mass rapes of women may be characteristic of all modern genocides. And rape is used as a means to genetically alter and destroy the victim group. It's just horrendous, yeah. you know. And so, and that's not the end of it, folks. And so, you know, obviously we all know what, what, well, we don't know, but you know, we've heard stories about what this looks like. So the extermination, and then that leads us to the final stage, which is the denial. And so always now, the denial, those the denials like, oh, I don't know what happened, you know, or, or disappearing or fleeing off into the night, never being held accountable, you know, or minimally like the classic example of like the Nuremberg trials. I think it was like 11 or something. I can't even remember. The like number. they hang Fauci out to yeah, dry, it, but it, then everybody else just walks away. Yeah. 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 It, was, it was like, <laughs> right. it, was like a, it was like around 20, like, officers total in the Nuremberg trials, something like that. Mm -hmm. They were either put, given life terms or executed. So they've already predicted minutes. in the spar scenario, right? Yep. Like they're going to, yep. yep. there'll be some journalists and some yep. scientists that might go down, but yep. The well, and, and, and here's Cuomo's. the thing with that is, <laughs> yeah. is that, so Rand Paul gets mm -hmm. to on camera in front of people, grill Fauci yeah. on gain of function yeah. And uh, Wuhan deliberately does not mention Fort Detrick. Sure. Yeah. Not only that, it's just Fauci. Now, I understand that yep. this circumstance yep. is unique in that the signature on the order to begin the gain of function research is Anthony Fauci's. Yes. But. The funding did not come solely from his pocket. Rand Paul doesn't talk about that. Nobody else in Congress talks about that in terms of anyone going to jail. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I yeah. don't. I would I, like to like like I'm I'm what I'm for at this moment is a parallel society, parallel structures and counter economics yep. because 100%. that's you know I the I'm not I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to feed the beast. 
Yep. Yeah, we we have come to the same conclusion. Yeah. Um, but I will say with uh with the Rand Paul though, I've uh, you know, at first I was cheering it on. After after a couple of those, I was like, this is too theatrical for me. It just just feels like it's just like a, like controlled opposition, right? And even still, I was I showed the clip just the other day of him <laughs> grilling homeboy about so you're not a medical doctor. Yeah, exactly. And you're not exactly. a scientist. Yeah. Well, you make policy. You know, and just yeah. going on and and it's a great clip. It yeah, is. Totally. It makes for and it's you're right. It's theater and it makes for very good theater. But what it's also doing, you hope is making a couple other light bulbs go off for some other people. Yeah. And, and this is a gift that, that Paul the Elder uh, had significantly more at his favor than, than Paul the Lesser. Um, but, Ron, but Ron Paul, Ron Paul probably set... Like I don't want to say like an like a generation because it didn't play out like that statistically, but activated millions and millions and millions of people sure. towards the concepts of you know it doesn't necessarily have to be this way. There is a thing called Federal Reserve you should probably look at. There's you know the number of key points that he had raised throughout his career that have gone on to be fundamental tenets uh, of you know, one of the cornerstones of the Liberty movement. Um, sure. and, and that I, we're getting way off topic. Um, oh, that's good. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll I, complain about Rand Paul. I do want to uh, point out though, that Scott, it was you that found out recently. Was it Rand Paul's, how was he? They had investments in one of the, uh, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's got, uh, his wife apparently bought stock in the company that owns or makes Regener or not Regeneron, the other one, Remdesivir, yes. the, the, the nasty one. Yeah. So there you go. So yeah. Interesting anyways. Interesting. Yes. So, you know, one, one of the things that too, that, that really kind of stood out to me in our, our research here is that when you go to genocidewatch.com, I feel like, and I don't mean this in any disrespect at all, but Dr. Gregory Stanton, the, the guy who came up with all this seems to have swallowed the Kool-Aid a little bit. <laughs> um, he, he, like a recent article says genocide watch rejects conspiracy theories about COVID-19 vaccine and stuff like that. I just, he's just like, there's yeah. no way that this is applied. I'm like, well, and I would, and I would it, say that the, the, the 10 stages of genocide don't care. Yeah what what you what yeah. it is it's just they just apply right yeah. if yeah. you see these there, things happening there's a there could be a genocide coming yeah, yeah. yeah. the the oh, 10 boy. stages of genocide don't care about your feelings yeah exactly exactly, exactly. 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 <laughs> so, but yeah if you scroll down to the bottom of the page it's got some interesting articles QAnon is a nazi cult rebranded i mean oh, I guess maybe stuff like that so there, i mean yeah oh boy <laughs> so, anyway there you go. I'm there. Not, I mean, it, technically, he's correct because yeah, yeah. QAnon does come out of the intelligence community, and that there is a yeah. Nazi cult rebranded. So, not yeah. uh, it may not be where he was coming from. But no, no. I think he's talking about the. Uh, uh, he's he's comparing QAnon to the protocols of the elders of Zion and how that was a classically anti-Semitic document. Oh like Lord! That. Right, yeah. right. Oh, well, boy. okay. Look. <laughs> I'll admit to have coming across an occasional comment. Yeah. QAnon, you know, uh, the like world video sphere, 4chan thread, chan thread, whatever. Yes. Uh, that, that has maybe 
been on the anti-Semitic side. Oh yeah, no, no, there's no doubt about that. No, no, and like, dude, sometimes you gotta like kind of curate your. I don't really, you don't get notifications about bit shoot comments, but sometimes I'll scroll back in my bit shoot comments, and be like, what the fuck is this, dude? These guys, whoa, delete, really don't delete. like this dude. <laughs> yeah, whoa, like, dude. Wow, Truzilla, Truzilla does not condone this message. This is not. <laughs> what the no, fuck? It, it, yeah, I. It's yeah. The the internet is a a funny old place. Man, yeah. it really yeah. is. Uh, and I I swear, like, half of those comments I know are 13-year-old kids. Totally. No, like, mm-hmm. 2 to 5% of those comments are your haters trying to get you, trying to get that video uh, taken down. Totally. totally. Um, uh, I did, you've got grown adult shit posters. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. And I'm sure, I'm sure you know as many died in the wool hardcore rabid anti semites or Jews yeah, sure. Sure. you know <clears throat> um big shout out to Adam Green and no more news by the way so, shout out <laughs> fantastic fantastic yeah. program uh nice so uh so we've been going for about an hour and a half and, and yeah. we did get through the 10 stages of Genesis Jesus. Amen. Yeah, and, yeah. Um I don't know how much time you guys have we wrap right now if you you need to to close out. I have enjoyed the heck out of this. Yeah, Steve this is great, man. Definitely, I love it, man. Definitely. This is awesome. It's been an honor and a pleasure, you know, really. Like I love what you guys do, 100%. you know, it's just uh it's awesome. And I love I love whenever we're able to collaborate like on the union and it's just like being in the Telegram chat channel on the union, dude. That's just such a treasure right there too. So. Are I you love that place? Yeah, it's awesome. You're in Northern California and near yeah. Humboldt County? Yeah. That's my most favorite. I keep saying I'm going to make a trip. To, he's, I thought Scott was going to go not too know, long ago. I'm we, like, if you go to the beach, go to Mad River Beach and get me just, a seashell. We just but, went straight <laughs> to Sacramento and straight back pretty much. Yeah. But yeah, I've been wanting to make a trip down there. So if I come or if any of us come, we'll have to connect. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm all for it. Love to get together. Um, and we're, yeah, we're um, like an hour. Well, not maybe an hour from water. Um but we're like we're, we're a ways off the the 101 okay um, tug back a bit a bit a bit cool. a lot of it yeah <laughs> awesome uh, the closest neighbor is like two and a half miles now ah that sounds ideal yeah <laughs> i like it, it. yeah uh, it's awesome well, please let everyone know where they can find you guys where they can find you so you have some of the best t-shirts that i, I have. Uh, <laughs> yes. thank you thank you thank you steve uh, so we're we're over at truezilla.org it's kind of the main hub truezilla.org forward slash shirts get yourself a truezilla shirt i got one on right now it says ever wondered if you would have complied in 1930s germany now you know there you go and actually cheney designed this shirt so shout out cheney. to cheney again yeah, yeah. Um, i have my union shirt he's on, got so. a union yep yep we do have a fauci gave us all aids shirt if you guys want that shirts. and then uh, also you know the main video platform to get the full truezilla experience is rockfin rockfin.com forward slash truezilla and then we're on all the audio podcast platforms spotify itunes all that stuff so awesome. and, and steve steve we're gonna put this out on our end so please plug every please plug all your stuff too Okay, well, uh, so this is Memory Hold. I'm pretty sure we're just going to tack it onto the Slow News Day website, which is nice. slownewsdayshow.com. Um, and uh, primarily, please find us on, on Rockfin, rockfin.com slash Slow News Day. Um, let's see, there's a, a at Slow News Day show is all of the social media and stuff like nice. that. Um, nice. And, uh, and, yeah. 
Hell yeah. Well, thanks again, you guys. I really appreciate it. Uh, Megan, your Instagram feed is like the happiest place on earth. Oh, yeah. thank you so much. That I'm it happy is. to hear that. So I, where, where can people yeah. find that? What is it? Uh, Heretic.girl on Instagram. At Heretic.girl. At Heretic.girl. I always forget the at. Yeah. But thank you so much for the encouragement. I, I have been uh, trying to shift, like I say, and just kind of be softer and more well thought out about things and try to oh, live dude, uh, every time more I look intentionally. Out, I'm like, it either cracks me up or I'm like, oh, it's not that bad. Oh, good. Yay. Well, that's what we need. There's a lot of ugly out there in the world. We got to find something pretty somewhere or at yeah. least some hopeful things once in a while. Right. Yep. Thank you Bye. so much for talking with us today, Steve. It was lovely to finally sit down with you. Yay. I, I really do appreciate it. And I look forward to doing it again. And I hope everyone who is listening uh, is looking forward to the next episode of The Memory Hold. I'll be joined by Charlie Robinson. And Damn. going to talk about the Vegas shooting. Wow. Nice. Yes. Awesome. Nice. Awesome. Shouts to Charlie. I'll be listening yeah, to that yeah. for sure. Awesome. Love that guy. All right, guys. Well, uh, we we will see you soon. Thanks, right. Steve. Thanks, Steve. Thank you so Thanks. much, Steve. Have a good evening. Take care, guys. All Damn, right. guys. Well, it's funny to go over the 10 stages of genocide, like, uh, you know, have whatever, six, eight months later. Yeah. yeah. Kind of re reevaluate where we are because, yeah. um, you know, there's certainly... Um, I mean, I would say we're still about the same place in some ways, but um, they've certainly rolled more things out within the steps, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, yeah. Certainly, if you listen, if you put a Biden speech in context of the ten stages of genocide, yeah. it's like he's, yeah. he's he like, knows what he's doing. Yeah, he knows exactly. Right? He's just following the script, man. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I appreciate Steve, man. I really appreciate you having us on, you guys. I hope you really go check out Memory Hole. It's gonna be a great new show. Like, it's a brand new Absolutely. show, and it's this funny because Charlie Robinson episode yeah, coming dude, right up. That's I phenomenal, mean, phenomenal. Um, I uh. When, we, when Steve and I were talking about this, I can't remember. I suggested another thing. Oh, that's what it was. He's like, can you think of like, and 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 for the format of the show, it's going to be like memory hold items, things like false flags, stuff like that, that that the establishment's trying to bury and cover up. But what what topic can you guys talk about? And one of the first ones that I mentioned was, why don't we talk about the 1986 Vaccine Childhood Safety Act? You know, like something like that. And he and his his response was, eh, I'm thinking we're trying like for now we're trying to stay away from like COVID and the vaccine <laughs> thing just for this show. And I get it, I get it when you're trying to like get the message out and and talk about you know historical false flags and uh, and then of course and then we jump straight. Thank you, thank you, Steve, for for your patience with us, even though we took it immediately to COVID and uh, I mean, I just really <laughs> clear that it's it's impossible, it's impossible to talk about the ten stages of genocide, especially yeah. right now, and not relate it to the current events, which involve all those things. And I, you just, it's, I mean, Ricky always says it, like you know, like you want to get away and talk about other things. You you feel like you get that fatigue, but it's just so important. There's never been anything more important in our lives. We yeah, have to, we true. have to talk about this. And and the reality is, they're they're so much coming at us all the time yeah. and it needs to be discussed and people want to hear it. I mean, I want to talk about it sometimes too. Yeah. And when you talk about these things that are happening, you, you can't, you yeah. can't just not point out the obvious, right? Well, information is power and it helps us to not be idle in whatever it is in our thoughts or our opinions. I mean, we, we have to be exposed to what it is we're up against so that we can prepare for it. Amen. So. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, sweet. Um, is that it? Are we taking us out? It? Yeah, take us out. All right, everybody. Please go find Steve at slownewsdayshow.com. Please go check out Memory Hold. Thank you so much for sitting in with us. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe. Five stars Woo! across the board. You 
know you want to do it. Yeah. I am Megan, <laughs> sitting here with Scott and Ed. We wish all of you intellectual prosperity. Good night, guys. Beep, 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 beep